everyone i am shruti and i am going to be your host for today for the 6th episode of our podcast series an initiative by alumni relations team aligning ourselves with the name of our college we finally have an hr on our podcast today we are going to talk in depth about talent acquisition and it is a matter of immense privilege to talk to mr samsundar palaparty who has around 9 years of experience in this domain and is currently working as a talent acquisition lead india at basf hello sam welcome hi. to our podcast hi shruti pleasure is always mine okay so to begin with i really want to know you have worked in citibank as well as you're working currently in basf both are very different organization in their respective domain so can you give us a view on the contrast on these both roles and what are the common threads and links between these two okay uh, great so uh, uh, the baseline i will kind of uh, set uh, maybe today for our conversation is i'm not going to promote any organization or demean any organization it's purely from an academic okay. point that we will yeah. uh, talk about these organizations or culturally when we talk about any organization yes so yes. uh very high regards for both uh, bsf and city uh it's it's been wonderful working with both of them but uh yes they are culturally very different one is a european company one is an american organization uh yeah. the americans traditionally uh you know have a lot of uh, emphasis on speed of delivery right uh, while as the europeans uh, once in my limited experience that i've had with uh, both these cultures are more into planning and uh, you know execution uh, so right. the speed at which we deliver the europeans uh, envy the americans we have a lot of uh, you know uh, emphasis to speed up our delivery but culturally okay. if you see a european company is more into planning so why what right. when where how the theory okay. of uh, doing things whereas okay. in the other sphere uh, yes these are equally important but the more emphasis is on uh, delivery uh, right so at the end of the day uh, there is a job at hand you need to deliver the right. common threads i think uh, both uh, at least the organizations that i worked in the hr sphere one priority is very clear which is employee experience so you do it uh, you know with your right hand or left hand at the end of the day employees matter and okay. uh, i think uh, even common culture between both of them is that it's uh, beyond you know just uh, bringing in cakes or being a typical tick mark function right that you see an hr guy uh, during appraisal cycle or you see them right. during some festivities or rangolis the traditional hr so called uh, right. you know in inverted quotes so uh, employee experience matters and uh, uh, taking tough calls uh, be it for the employee or for the organization uh, being in a position to have scientific backing to the decision you are taking it's not an arbitrary right. decision that you are taking and you have okay. some amount of science to the entire uh, uh, development and i think that's a uh, very strongly emphasized and that's where your uh, you know education and your uh, pedigree kind of comes to a backing okay okay so we get it we get the difference nice okay uh so you know that we experience a year of massive changes and mm. a lot of companies have done great job in implementing and especially adapting to new methods mm. so uh, can you tell us what are the changes you have observed over all these years of your working experience in a specific domain that is talent acquisition got it so uh fairly uh, to tell uh, uh, ever since i started my career with bsf and when i moved with city 
both were yes. uh, both were very mature on the digital space right uh, the level right. of maturity uh, is uh, significantly higher as compared to the standard organizations now it's up to the org- uh, managers to implement or the staff to implement the tools that are there at your disposal uh during right. covid i think the adoption went high uh, uh certain managers who otherwise being old school would prefer to see a candidate face to face uh now are they don't have a choice right so it's not that uh, yeah, they st- they can still prefer uh but they are much more open right now and i think uh, the sen- the positive side of a pandemic is uh, you know pushing uh, digitization upwards while we have invested i think the utility right. of it can clearly be seen uh Sorry. one of the key developments in talent acquisition which is very uh uh spoken about is implementation of ai and machine learning in recruitment uh, talent acquisition space uh yes. i i kind of uh, <clears throat> look at that but i would also want to take it with a tinge of salt because i am a firm believer technology is an enabler it is not a replacer right so at right. the end of the day there will be a person with a brain sitting behind and he will have to put in an effort uh, my concern kind of comes in when that person says i can let technology take over uh, example uh, you have these cv screening tools and everything but uh, there is no standard way of writing a cv right so um, right correct the same role can be described in 10 different ways and letting a machine do the sorting maybe yeah if you are working in say for example you are recruiting for a generic role where you have 8000 9000 applicants humanly not possible right. to go through them but maybe can you use right. a tool to look at uh, the top 50 cvs right at least sort it for the recruiter to see that's where technology adds value but if someone is expecting that you know i will run this tool and they will give in the top 3 candidates and i'll interview them and select then that is uh, entering into a very dangerous uh, area you might get the top right. cv but are those the correct fit um what about those who have a much more uh, advanced cv writing skills or maybe you have not configured your tool to look certain languages uh, you know or uh, linguistic settings so right. while in the pandemic uh, these kind of things are very highly spoken of i think we all have to be mature in taking big steps in these uh, the adoption yes i think there is a keen interest uh, both from the organizations perspective and even from candidates i think now people are much more open to uh, you know doing uh, digital interviews otherwise they always yes. felt that doing digitally you don't put your best foot forward right so you will right. say that uh, right. the manager can't see me they can't see my body language <laughs> am i giving my right. 100% so it works both ways but i think overall the adoption is much more open right now okay so so do you think these technological advancements have accelerated so much in pandemic so maybe 10 years down the line do you think these screening processes will get automated as i said so uh, from my uh, uh, you know experience and seeing these uh, fields much closer you can't negate the role of uh, a recruiter right and i'll give you right. a simple example uh where can you implement uh, technology for uh, you know uh, uh, streamlining your pipelines when you have low right. value roles and you're looking in qu- quantity right so say for example right. uh, you're looking at a um, sales and marketing guy uh, in a typical fmcg right, right? Uh, you might have a requirement of 200 300 people when you do a recruitment drive for pan uh, across the country there you can look at it uh 
or rather let's take another example telemarketer right so it's a, a role that requires you to sit behind the desk you can implement tools right. to you know kind of finalize these but what we are also seeing right. digitization is not only restricted to talent acquisition it is also in the business so in future right. what will also happen is these kind of telemarketer roles also will get digitized there are high end technology solutions that will come which will do or enable the work of 10 people for one person to do right so right. from right. what we observe is that in future you will go into an area where you will do fewer number of recruitments but each hiring is going to be complex you most right. probably might not get into volume recruiting and if you're getting into volume recruiting there you already have enough tools in place where you can't even call it recruiting tools those are basic tools right so the moment you right. click on apply the system might even tell you that you match you don't match say for example when you open linkedin and you see a job the system basically looks yeah. at your profile and says you have 9 out of the 10 skills you are the top 5 percentile of Magic. applicants exactly. so it's not a recruiting tool but it's kind of a business tool it's kind of a business analysis right. that it does so yes uh, exactly. in future yeah. with technology i wouldn't say it would make it more complicated but you can't take the human element out of the entire process i think that's a far cry at the moment since you have such immense experience can you talk about challenges that you face uh, uh, hiring sourcing and uh, how is your company managing to have a strong foothold in this hiring game overall so uh, Or, good good one so the, there are two perspectives to it uh, uh, i think hiring for your core is always going to be easy i think that's a piece of cake like for example if you are working with city bank or any of the banks hiring for a banking role correct right it's a no uh, no brainer right uh, why would anyone kind of an investment banker say no to city unless uh, he's got a competitive offer right. <laughs> but that is a good uh, problem to have you're competing right uh, for bsf being a chemical engineer right. uh, it's a no brainer if you are in that field that's an aspirational company to be where you kind of uh, start really facing challenges yes. and you really have to move is when you're hiring offbeat critical roles for those business for example i'll give you in bsf you're hiring digital skill sets um why would any technology guy rather than looking at a tcs infosys maybe googles of the world look at bsf right right uh, how do you kind of first convince the guys that bsf is also a prospective in their consideration set how do bsf you know kind of make a place in their consideration set from consideration set you move it up right uh, you kind of uh, convert it into an offer whether they join or not join is another thing uh, that is the place where with a lot of digitization coming in a lot of niche roles and in future the workforce will have diverse work, ro uh, work roles right so how do you kind of yes. look at uh, talent from uh, allied industries or another industry Uh, how do you pitch your company to that that is going to be right. extremely right. important so um sam can you tell us about a uh, new generation of hr strategies probably which you have seen or you think might be very relevant today or tomorrow and uh, what are the new working styles uh, and uh, few strategies which you believe are uh, of utmost important so i think uh, em uh, employee connect is something that we are going back to roots on right i think there was okay. a time where we were with people and then uh, some uh, not all organizations but some organizations uh, uh, some of my uh, friends that i know kind of veered into the way that hr is the exclusive of only upper management 
right so as a business partner or a ta guy you you are seen only walking with the leaders and you no more connect with the employees and employees also right, right? you right. kind of go through glass door through many companies you will kind of hear that you like the hr doesn't even know how many people yeah. are there and now we are kind of That's going correct yeah. and uh, they say that are mera hr to you know for my birthday lunch up but prior to that i have not even see who he is <laughs> right so we, we, we it's a funny situation to be in but i think now the fundamentals are getting back to uh, you know connecting with employees and i think this time around when you say connect with employees it's not for birthdays or anything there are topics like uh, career development right uh, when we talk about uh, okay. uh, topics like individual development plan we say uh, the uh, your career at an organization is the employee's responsibility right uh, and hr okay. and managers become coaches uh traditionally what right. was the belief in the old school uh, this thing you deliver you you know give your blood to the organization the manager or the organization will take care of you right is that a right. proprietor right. A kind of a mindset but now uh, things are changing and it's your career you want to create a healthy competition within the organization uh help the employee explore paths within the organization and make it a healthy uh, environment so this uh, while in paper has always been there uh, in a, right. uh, situations like pandemic right where roles do become redundant and that is the reality right. of the day but you've also invested in your employees and you don't want to let them go they are high quality employees right you've spent uh, time right. energy effort they have learned and acquired skill sets uh, with your organization now how do you mobilize them for other roles so i think that kind of getting back to roots and that's one development that i'm really happy to see that we are all heading towards great glad glad to know that so i would like to tell you that um, like we as a student and lot of uh, um, everybody who has taken up hr we are do a lot of certification courses like shrm and so on and so forth and we believe very strongly being as a student that it will give us a upper hand in our corporate journey so what i want to know what exactly is your opinion on this and okay. would you advise students to go for it or you would ask them to start with their journey and then see goals yes so here i i have a mixed opinion i uh, to be very candid i myself uh, you know uh, at many times have registered uh, but not paid to get myself certified uh, because i am kind of caught up between two uh, realities reality number 1 uh, there is enough number of people with formal degrees and certificates who are very theory in nature i think most of the organizations at this time would want to look at people who are very practical have the right attitude okay. of attaining and getting the job done i think everyone has enough of theory right and uh, also this concept of mugging up knowing everything by heart maybe would have been of some use where we didn't have we were not in the digital age right you didn't have a mobile phone at the edge right. of your hand where you know you could just quickly search up something to get things right in order but now right. in that right. stage uh, getting yourself theoretically certified right uh, there are certain uh, certifications that are practical in nature but most that i know of are theoretical in nature so how does that add value so today if I, as a recruiter if i am looking and i say you already are an mba holder which is good it kind of certifies that they, there is an amount of theory in you that you are aware of getting an additional certification right. how does that kind of help right uh, it, it's the basically the same thing is a theory 
that said uh, there are certain certifications that are required maybe after 5 years 6 years uh, there are certain programs that certify your practical knowledge also like uh, say for example if you are okay. doing six sigma right so there is an amount of theory then there are also certain projects that you'll have to do to kind of complete your certification those kind of certification do still hold value right so uh, there is no right or wrong to your certification program there are multiple ones you will have to take a deeper dive in it uh get yourself certified in uh, uh things that are much more practical in nature theory yes uh, okay. they are there certain roles will require you to have theoretical knowledge but i think uh, graduating from good uh, institutions like uh, uh, scmhrd i think we fairly cover a lot of topics so my suggestion to most of the guys that i typically counsel would be wait 5 6 years uh, do your uh, practicals you know get into projects okay and by then you'll even get to know right uh, that uh, these are the areas that you're actually interested in and maybe certify in those rather than just kind of spreading wings across everything that kind of helps you okay. have a higher value for your certification because see certification is not free it involves your time effort and oh, involves yeah. money right yes and yes. Uh, in uh, times like these we have to be very wise where we kind of uh, uh, put our efforts but at the end of the day as a recruiter okay. one thing goes without saying uh, certificate or not what uh, every company is looking in a person is the attitude and attitude can never be certified right, right? so you can have 10 certifications <laughs> right. uh, you know a very glossy mba but if you don't have the right attitude uh, it's also no one's purpose so invest time in building that uh, you know attitude uh, and it's predominantly through experience exposure experience okay. right uh, uh, pick up projects raise your hand and uh, build yourself overall okay. okay thank you for this wonderful advice i'm sure everybody at our my end are going to definitely be very happy listening to this okay moving ahead um, so there is a lot of talk about diversity hiring uh, especially lgbtq yes uh, policies are in place at every company and you have uh, worked in manufacturing as well as finance sector very different so uh, which one according to you is um, much more prompt or better at having strong policies respect to diversity hiring so um uh here's my say on these right and uh, i think diversity is a universal problem in the industry and uh, i don't see it to be per se a policy issue i think every company has a policy uh you know in terms of how you deal with right. uh, uh you know diversity what you should do what you should not do uh the key two key things uh you know when it comes to diversity uh, that i find we have not yet fully addressed is talent attraction right and second is talent retention while you have the policies in place which is like your hygiene work now why do i say that uh right. we say for example as an organization and i'm giving a hypothetical organization here right i'm not naming bsf or city but i'm saying a hypothetical organization okay. i have my basics in place okay. saying that i uh, want to drive diversity i want to increase this blah 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 but when i go to the recruiting table okay. and i'm looking at talent i am clearly saying and not acknowledging the break in a woman's career due to marriage due to transfer due to various life events i am failing to acknowledge uh, you right. know the fact that a woman's life is much more demanding uh, so we don't look at those in the moment we see a gap we the moment we see the per- person's career has plateaued it might be a conscious call of the woman to 
you know maybe in our phase of life saying that i don't want to accelerate right. not take a break it says that i am not going to go aggressively it might uh, it might mean a stagnation of 2 to 3 years in my current role but my priorities are changing the moment you kind of look at these uh, i think we don ourselves a superior hat and say the woman is not good enough or the applicant is not good enough because she is kind of taken a back seat so how do i know she is going to drive my right. this thing so practically right. when you're looking over there uh, we have to coach our managers ourselves in terms of how we look at it i i i do recollect uh, uh, you know uh, attending one of the diversity seminars in mumbai and there was this beautiful word that was coined it said uh, motherhood penalty right so the biggest uh, uh, okay. problem that women face is motherhood penalty so the moment I agree. either you don't want to hire because a woman because she becomes a mother okay and if she becomes a mother then you don't want to hire the mother because she is a mother she is more demanding in terms of time she has a family to take care of <laughs> right so aage ko piche khai wala situation hai so i think uh, having policy in one right. is one second is uh, you know being very practical uh, and open about it so that's where we really need to keep continuing to put our efforts uh, you know in getting the right kind of managers to even recruit while your organization might have right. a policy the second okay. and equally important is retention now your first job is done by getting the person on board the second okay. is also in an evolving situation like this policies are not going to be whole and soul right many organizations would yes. say this is not there in our policy right uh, uh, while pandemic hit us very hard yes everyone were working from home but the role of the women has kind of now gone tenfold uh, even more complicated right so uh, um, yes. anyone holding a policy or lying by a policy and not able to take the judgment call or risk uh, is not doing justice to the whole concept of uh, dni right okay. so <clears throat> you need to have okay. a bit more humane approach uh, yes uh, i wouldn't say give special allowances to women and not men but i think the pandemic in certain companies has also taught us uh, men or women uh, we all have family right and the role of right. caregiver right. is no more restricted to a man or a woman now that men have worked from home and have faced the hardships i think men are more appreciative of the fact of what a woman also kind of uh, you know dons as multiple hats so i think the acceptance has that is the silver lining silver lining so you have to be optimist uh, uh, yes pandemic mm. is a difficult time for all of us but as evolution has taught us right uh, the survival of the fittest and during pandemic we make significant leaps uh, in terms of progress so you take that and i think this pandemic has taught all of us a lot of things right right so more inclusivity in behavior than policies is i yes. think is going to be the new yes. yeah. it's a more uh, uh, inclusivity and acceptance of uh, uh, you know that philosophy by your employees yes amazing answer okay so coming to our last question uh, so you would know that our, our current batch is very different like we have never gone through such circumstances Correct. that we are going through and we uh, doing everything digitally so one uh, message you would want to give them what so uh, i i myself uh, kind of empathize and sympathize with this batch uh, not for good or for bad but uh, one kind of in, uh, coincidence is that i graduated uh, my uh, uh, degree in 2008 and that was okay. during the crisis uh, 
uh, economic crisis, right? Where jobs were very less, people were losing out. You had uh, companies uh, throwing out people in hordes and you really were scared for a job, right? And maybe at that, that was a time where I've I... have uh, seen it then. <laughs> yes. And I was not prepared for that at all. Because prior to that, I was like very clear, boss, I'm kind of going to do a job. You know, I don't want to do a master. So I didn't even enroll for CAT or SNAP or anything. I was very clear. Okay, yeah, boss, I'm going to get take a job and enjoy my life there on. But I kind of evolved at that time when the last year came. Maybe I took had to take a year break, prep myself up for the subsequent year and then took up master's. One thing uh, okay. that I can only say to anyone, not only the incoming batch uh, or the outgoing batch, but also the incoming batch and otherwise everyone in general, you have to be optimistic in every uh, issue. You have to see a silver lining, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, while on the short run, yes, there will be problems. Uh, nobody's uh, taking that away from you. People might have educational loans, might have uh, financial mm-hmm. uh, stress. But that cannot get the better yes. out of you, right? Uh, these are mm-hmm. challenges uh, uh, today. Say, for example, uh, uh, today, even I am in the same situation as much as you guys are. So there is no job security right now. So if you don't have a job that you're going to get out of placements, I don't know today if my job is going to exist three months down the lane due to the pandemic. So all of us are into it together. So we can't let this situation get the best of us. Uh Keep learning. I think even uh, during uh, um, uh, such kind of situation, what companies do look out and what uh, everyone appreciates is you constantly learning, right? And it need and constantly putting your work to practice. It might not be for pay, right? You might not have the best of right. companies coming in, or you might not even get a company for that fact. But what you do in these kind of times, in troubled times, how you react to the situation is something that you can uh, you know uh, brag about for the rest of your life right uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, if you can survive this then for a company when they are rolling and doing good then you are an asset i think the best out of uh, rather the worst out of a person comes when they are through going through their worst and that worst should be our best that should be you know our motto or our perspective so be optimistic yes. uh, uh, there is no uh, single line solution or an answer that i can give to people passing out it is a tough environment agree uh, the only thing we can be is uh, be optimistic uh, there will be many opportunities like for example i i, I just recently came uh, across one of my friend who said that uh, boss i my business is uh, going uh, uh, fairly well but i don't have a formal hr guy so i said that uh, okay. fair enough so why can't i help you I do, I'm not looking for a money. You don't have to hire an HR, but at least that gives me an opportunity to maybe do something different for you, right? Right. Similarly, right. you guys right. can also kind of reach out, check out on opportunities, keep an eye out. I think now the economy is much more open. We have this some um, uh, thing called gig economy, freelancer.com. You can do short-term right. projects. Don't expect money out of right. it, right? In uh, right. entire thing. Yeah. But your learning experience that you do right now uh, or have right now is something that you will get that will get you a long way ahead. Right. Okay. So Sam, some really great answer, really great insights, especially about the courses and the diversity thing. Very, very well said. And uh, thank you so much for coming and recording this session with us. Thank you, Shruti. So insightful. Same here. The pleasure is always, you know, it's always nice to kind of come back and connect with uh, your campus and also, you know, the uh, students. Uh, uh, Wishing all of you all the very best. I know it's a tough year. 
but I'm sure things will improve as it always has in the world. Uh, uh, and we've survived, uh, you know, uh, one of the uh, comment I heard from one of the leader when, you know, everyone were down is that as humanity, we've survived, you know, meteors, we've survived two great world wars, the great famine, plagues, yeah. everything, right? So uh, we will yeah. survive this. It is just a matter of time. Uh, in this time, we will have some hardships, but that's what builds human uh, humanity and human race, right? So take it in your stride, yeah. uh, and I'm sure and wish everything gets back well and rather even better this year. Amazing, amazing. Thank you, Sam. Thank you so much for taking out Thank time. you, Shruti. Appreciate it.